Welcome to the Barbershop Mentality Podcast. I'm your host, Odem Dell, and I don't have my co-host, Julius Rock, with me. You know, he, he's under the weather right now, but Walmart raised the price of the Robitussin, so he won't be going to buy that. Uh, yo, my nigga, Rome, get better, homie. <laughs> but uh, today, I got my cousin, Stevie DVD, filling in for him right now. What's going on, man? Happy yeah. to be here. This is my boy right here. He's the he's he's where I go for all my movie inside stuff, you know, whatever. But uh, he's actually just got casted for a movie right now, didn't you? Or... Yeah, yeah, I got cast in a uh, indie short. Uh, it's called 11 p.m. Drop Off, and uh, we start shooting in a few weeks after we get little details sorted, like locations and costumes and little technical stuff uh but uh yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun i can't wait oh that's dope y'all got a uh a time frame when you think that's gonna drop uh well it's gonna be only an eight day shoot uh and then he's most like like he's gonna edit it and him and his wife is gonna put it together and uh uh, uh things like that um but uh-huh. he's look he's looking to of uh, uh you know bring it to film festivals like Sundance and you know things of that nature when exactly Word. is it supposed to drop uh it's really early to say so um but when it does you'll be the first to know all right man yeah congratulations again on that I appreciate that but yeah so since we got the movie buff with me right now we are gonna jump into this and talk about one of the hottest movies out right now Deadpool. So, how did you feel about Deadpool? Oh, wait, did you go with us? You didn't go with us that day, did you? Nah, uh, the Thursday night joint, nah, be. Uh, but I did wind up seeing it with my brother uh, on that Friday. Oh, okay. What was your first initial thoughts on it? Uh, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. I thought the movie was um, for what it wanted to be and what it had and what it accomplished. I thought the movie was perfect. You know, in the sense that they um, is for in the sense that what the what the character is basic basically is he they you know in, in the budget they had and everything that happened you know in front of the camera behind the camera, uh, <laughs> it, it was it was it, it was sort of it was sort of a miracle you know. Oh, yeah, I heard I heard like they would have got more money if it was like PG thirteen or something. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, uh, Twenty Century Fox had gave him an ultimatum. They told him, "Listen, uh, if you want the movie to be rated R, we're only going to give you a budget between forty to fifty million. But if you if you follow our guideline and make it PG thirteen, we'll toss you a hundred million. That way, you could get you know some more noticeable names, blah blah blah. You know, and it was only because of like Ryan Reynolds, uh, the movie." got the art um that they decided to go with the r rating and stuff like that so <laughs> and uh i don't know if i was talking to you uh I, it might have it might have been with you when i was saying you know that's why you you know uh l- little shorty that plays um negasonic teenage warhead like you you if you ask me what she did before that you you'll get like crickets my nigga like she <laughs> did shit before um, and colossus is full cgi it's just a big six foot whatever dude and then who, they got somebody else voice? To with the voice um it's just uh some random voice actor who they can afford <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> the most expensive actor in the movie was probably ryan reynolds you know wait, wait. i mean hell the the director tim miller who did a phenomenal job directing this movie this is his first time directing if you ask me like just go ahead ask me what he did before deadpool what he did before deadpool Son, he did the visual effects for the opening of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo remake. <laughs> <laughs> he did that whole visual effects orgy of whateverness. That was it, though. That was it. And he did, like, the opening to another movie. He did openings, like visual effects. Like, you know, yeah. he made the opening look nice. And I think he did the opening for Spectre the new James Bond movie that everybody forgot about. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, and I saw it, and it was, you know, uh, that's for another discussion, but, you know, uh-huh. long story short, 
wasn't as good as Skyfall. What, but in uh, any case, what what mm-hmm. was your uh your top five favorite moments of the movie? Uh, Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, number five would most likely be the hilarious <laughs> opening credits. Um, I was just about to say, like, you because you mentioned that the director did openings, and that was one of the best openings I've seen ever. You feel what I'm saying? Like <laughs> the visuals, the, the the it was just it was it was perfect. You know what I mean? And how it just absolutely gave a huge middle finger to conventional superhero films. You know what I mean? And how it rep- how it just. Uh, listed everybody as a credit, but as their character trait, you know, a handsome idiot, the comic relief, directed by an overpaid tool. Like this shit was fucking. It was it was brilliant. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Me and my brother, we were in absolute tears through the whole opening. It was just dude. Like, the the movie had me from there. And then, um, I love how um. Uh, yeah, so that was like my number five uh, favorite moment. And number four will pop, pop, probably have to be a uh, oh man, wow, it's uh, so much to uh, talk about. Um, but if I had to bring it down to five, I would probably say my number four pick would probably be uh, uh, I don't know, should I issue a spoiler alert, fam? Fuck it, if you ain't see the movie right now, you know. Yeah, yeah, all right. <laughs> spoiler alert. There's a scene where Colossus handcuffs this dude, and he mentions the movie 127 Hour, and then he looks in the camera and says, spoiler alert, and cuts his fucking hand off. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and then he's running around with no with one hand, and then when Colossus turns around, the fucking hand is giving him the middle finger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then the fucking... His hand slowly grows back, and... He's just talking to the blind black lady, and he's all like, "Oh my god, you might want to leave. It's gonna feel huge with this hand." (laughs) 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 Um, number three, uh, uh, favorite moment of the movie would probably have to be um, when he is in the lab and he becomes Deadpool and stuff. And the villain looks at him and goes, you might want to be quiet or something. So that mouth of yours shut. He goes, yeah, that might not be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love uh, how, because like everybody, you know, everybody knows that in the comics, Deadpool, you know, you know, breaks the fourth wall and all this and that. And I love how they did it in these movies, in the movies, man. It, it was just crazy. Yo. Like they did it perfectly. Yo. Like how somebody would you know how you think how would Deadpool break the fourth wall all right let's do this it, it was dope yeah and I, and I also love how they didn't use it as a crutch you know it actually that, definitely uh, yeah they didn't yeah exactly what you just said I mean like they actually uh found a perfect blend to incorporate it in the story uh <laughs> where the character of Deadpool was the one that broke the fourth wall and Wade Wilson was the more grounded character and I like how they didn't go through this whole origin story, and you know, uh, they it has an origin story, but it's like interspliced. Like the way they did it, like uh, I mean, it was, uh, you know, sort of, the, sort of like Man of Steel, how it was like flashbacks and all that, but they did it dope. Yeah, not, not, you know, yeah. not not the disc, you know, we're, that's for another day. I feel, feel you, I feel that's, you. That's you know what I mean? I, I enjoyed Man of Steel, <laughs> I acknowledge that it did have issues, but that's for another time. Uh, so in any case, uh, so yeah, uh, that was my number three. Number two favorite moment probably uh, would have to be uh, when uh, it's very short. Um, when he first meets his uh, girl, played by a Shorty from Gotham, uh, Marina Bacharin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her name Vanessa, mm-hmm. and they're trying to. They're like having a conversation, but they're trying to compete to see whose life was more fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought that exchange back and forth was uh, was was pretty funny. And uh, number one favorite moment, um, oh man, wow, uh, it, it was just so many. But if I had to think of a moment that I loved throughout the entire movie the most, it's probably when uh, he walks up to the X Mansion. And he acknowledges that the X Mansion is so big, 
but he only sees the two of them, almost like the studio couldn't afford no more action. <laughs> it was, dude, I was, it was so fucking funny. I couldn't believe it, man. I was just like, yo. It, it was almost like, just in case, if there's people wondering why you only see two X-Men, this is why. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> um... <laughs> It, uh, if any, anyone listening to this uh, probably wondering, well, why am I not mentioning the Stan Lee cameo? Um, well, to be perfectly honest with you, I liked it, but in a movie where Deadpool, where in a movie in a, in a Marvel superhero movie where Deadpool is the main character, I was hoping that he would acknowledge that Stan Lee was in this movie and he does all these cameos. Instead, I mean, it was kind of surreal to see Stan the man surrounded by titties and ass and like, you know what I mean? It was just like, oh, honestly, like as I was watching this movie, I didn't even think to think what would Stan Lee's cameo be. And so it was a surprise to me. Like, oh, shit, Stan Lee, even though we see him in every fucking Marvel movie, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was like, I was still like, oh, shit, it's Stan Lee. And he's in the fucking club DJing with titties around. Yeah, and you know what? It was it was only when I saw it a second time when I was like, you know what? And, and, and don't get me wrong, I don't hate the Stanley cameo. You know, don't misunderstand me. Um, I would have, you know, like, cause I, I saw this on set photo of Stanley and Deadpool, and Stanley points a gun at Deadpool with a Deadpool glove on. I was like, where the hell is this cameo at? I was, and maybe that was me anticipating that and did not getting it. Maybe that's what yeah. uh, hindered uh, me not liking that scene as much. I didn't hate it, but I, I don't know. But yeah, that's why I don't look I thought at all the on set photos and cameo. But and that's just a qualm, and I didn't even take, I didn't even dock points because of that. You know what I mean? But well, what well, uh... um. What what were some of the flaws that you see in with the movie? Flaws? Yeah. Wow. Did it have um, any flaws or if it didn't have any, you know, I, I thought it was dope. Like, to be honest with you, I, I and you know me, I like to try to like I don't I'm not the one to like to try to nitpick movies and look for flaws, but I was actually I called myself enjoying it so much. I was thinking, you know what? Let me dial it back for a second and watch this movie and not try to be a fanboy. And, bruh, I couldn't find a damn thing wrong with this movie. I honestly, the the acting from everyone was on point. Ryan Reynolds was fucking made to be in this movie. He, this is the role he was meant. And in a recent interview, uh, someone asked him if he would ever, like, take another stab at doing another superhero. And he said... Never again, no. I, he said he would play, that he'd play Deadpool for the rest of his life if they asked him to. Well, but any to. other super... Yeah, yeah. Cause, I, cause know, like, I, to I, be real, not to cut you off, even when he did X-Men Origins, which was, you know, bullshit, the character he played as Wade Wilson was, like, phenomenal. You know what I mean? Yes, really was. And little fact for, for those who don't know, um, the only reason why the movie was was even on 20th Century Fox's radar was because Ryan Reynolds had went up to them and said, listen, I still want to play this character. It was almost kind of like if... It was was almost kind of like if... um, If Tobey Maguire went back to Sony and said, I want to play Spider-Man, they'd probably look at him and go, really? You do? Um, I I don't really... Uh, oh, uh, uh, okay, I don't know. They would probably look at him kind of weird at first, and maybe uh, they would tell him, I don't know, uh, you were already Spider Man and you were dancing in the third one, and I, I don't know, you know, or if or if Ben Affleck <laughs> said he wanted to be, uh, uh, well, well, then again, those are bad examples because nobody liked them in those roles, whereas. He was liked. He was always liked as the character of Wade Wilson. Um, but the movie it was executed poorly because they gave him Baraka from Mortal Kombat blades out of his arms, 
<laughs> sold his mouth shut, and he was able to shoot laser out of his eyes like Cyclops. I was like, wait, wait. like it was one of those moments. What I the just, hell was this Deadpool? <laughs> like, is this canon? Am I missing something? Because I'm, because I, because because there was even some uh some people who was watching this was like, um, well, I'm actually, no, there's no actually about this bullshit. None. In, in, in any case, um, where, where I'm getting at is he had to basically prove to 20th Century Fox that people still want to see him in this character. Thus, he shot the test footage and it was accidentally leaked. <laughs> air quotes air on quotes, that shit. Air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever. Accidentally leaked. Yeah, and I accidentally just happened. That's like, you know, it's kind of like, you ever heard, remember that song from uh, uh, Eminem and Dr. Dre, Guilty Conscience? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, what'd she do? Trip fell? Landed on his dick? Like... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anyway. Yo, um, um, so... what, um, what other uh, Marvel movies would you see Deadpool in? Like, you know, being, you know, the way wow. his character was developed in this movie. Like, who? what other movies would you see him fitting in? Wow, wow, wow. Um... I could possibly see him do uh, appearing like an X Force movie, you know, which um, was in development for a little while, and they were actually going to get. Um, they were thinking about getting the director of Kick Ass Two, not Kick Ass One, but Kick Ass Two, yeah. to uh, direct it, but Kick Ass Two didn't do that well at the box office. And I like and that movie. Two G, you know what I mean. And it's a shame that that franchise kind of is just fading into obscurity and nobody gives a shit about it no more. Because I would have loved to conclude that whole trilogy, but we'll never get it because, you know, reasons. Anyway, um, they're getting the direct... They, they were thinking about getting a director of, of that to direct an X-Force movie. But with those numbers of Kick-Ass 2 not... You know, not be, not meeting the studio's expectations, they sort of abandoned that idea. And Jeff Watlow hasn't gotten any work ever since Kick-Ass, uh, at Kick-Ass 2. Believe me, I checked. Um, but with Deadpool doing so well, and X-Force, you know, and another, another reason why the movie never really got made was because uh, of the crude uh, uh, content, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. They weren't... It will work, you know, with an R rating, blah, blah, blah. And Deadpool comes along and basically says, listen, you can do it this way. You can listen to the fans, give them what they want, and it will actually be awesome, you know, and and don't water it down, you know, because I remember I was watching this one video uh, and I showed it to you uh, from this dude. Uh, who goes by uh, uh, his name's Cecil, but he, he goes by Good Bathflix. Yeah, and he yeah, was yeah. talking about uh, 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 the whole rating system. You know, what's wrong with PG 13? Because PG 13 now, as opposed to PG 13 in the 90s, was a completely different thing. Like, you can't even show blood in PG 13 movies now. Back in the 90s, like Anaconda, for example. Remember Anaconda? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I would have told you that movie was PG thirteen, <laughs> yeah, it was all types of shit in that movie. <laughs> the whole fucking uh, John Voight gets swallowed whole by a snake and regurgitated, bones breaking, and they're throwing monkey blood all over Jennifer Lopez and <laughs> PG thirteen. Like you know what I mean? Like, like, it, I, and I, dude, and I will never make this stuff up, man. You can look it up if you think I'm lying. Um, and and that's just one of many examples of how the 90s they i don't know i guess you know they had a pair they didn't they they were willing to push the envelope now they feel like you know they can they they have to water everything down and now i read today that the blu-ray of batman v superman dawn of justice is going to be rated r yeah that i saw that too thing i've ever heard it's like all of a sudden now all these studios is like, oh shit, Deadpool actually did well. Maybe we should start reconsidering our strategy. Yeah. You know. Um, in any case, so, um, so what do you? But think, as, far as, 
like, as far as the, what you asked ahead. me, as far as like what he would appear in, uh, I can only I I can maybe see him do a cameo in a Wolverine movie, but Hugh Jackman doesn't want to do those anymore I with thought, this I, last one being. I thought he said he he wanted to check he he'll probably cameo in another one or did I read that wrong or something? Uh, I mean, listen. If, I, I, no, I thought I read that he said he wanted to like cameo in like a Deadpool movie or something like that. Well, if he if he did say that, I didn't read it, but um, from what I from what I studied and what I've uh, how I've been on it recently, he only said he wanted to do the uh, one last Wolverine movie, and that was it. He was gonna walk away from the uh, X Men franchise because he and and I and I kind of felt bad for you, Jackman, because he was holding on to that character. Yeah, that 20th Century Fox and Marvel could work out some sort of deal, like how they worked out a deal with Sony to use Spider. They were hoping they could sort of work out a deal, you know, to use Wolverine, but that deal will never come to pass, and he had to become a realist and say, you know what, I'll never be in the Avengers movie, so you know what, I'm just gonna do one more Wolverine movie, and that'll be it. But with the success of Deadpool, he might want to rethink that. Because this can open a floodgate to, a uh, uh, I'm not saying he should play Wolverine for the rest of his life. I'm just saying maybe he should, you know, not you know rethink the whole doing one last Wolverine movie. Because hell, I could see these two doing, um, I could see him popping up in a Deadpool movie and that leading into an X Force movie where Wolverine, Deadpool, along with uh, Cable and. Uh, and, uh, uh, X twenty three, like you know, popping up in the next Force movie, like you know what I mean, like that. That movie could be so awesome if done the right way. You know what I mean? They get the right that they can use, uh, because allegedly now, the third Wolverine movie is aiming for a rated R uh, for an R rating. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Like, I, I think. Uh, I think Hugh Jackman might be singing a different tune after the third Wolverine movie comes out. I mean, this is just wishful thinking. He might still stick to his guns and say, this might be my movie, you know? Like, not to cut you off, but, like, you know, think about, like, Robert Downey Jr. He said that was about to be his last Iron Man. And now, look, he's in, like, what, 10 more movies? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think think what he meant specifically was he wasn't going to do no more solo Iron Man movies. He would still play the character, but not do no more solo movies, you know, which I guess you can say that's a decent idea because, I mean, we just don't want to keep seeing, you know, Thor, Captain America and Iron Man movies. We want to see more characters in this cinematic universe that they're building, you know, Uh, which is why phase three is going to be an interesting phase considering, you know, you got this, you got all these uh uh sequels you, you you know you got civil war coming out soon and you know doctor strange and then black panther the captain marvel and then the inhumans which i don't even think people care about but then i could be wrong anyway do you, um, do you think deadpool would fit in a uh like a regular x-men movie you know like like with the days of future past cast or the the, the upcoming uh what is it apocalypse cast you know what i a part of me wants to say, yeah, but then I don't. Then, but then when you really think about it, I don't think he could. I don't think he could. I, I honestly don't think he could because where that cast is so. I mean, nothing against you know Apocalypse and what uh, Brian Singer is doing with the X Men franchise, which uh, I felt like he revitalized it with Days of Future Past. Um, but uh, I don't. I don't see Deadpool fitting in with that crowd. You know, um, and also read that um, the sequel to Deadpool, they're going to keep it at the same budget. They're not going to, you know, because when movies do so well, the next movie, they usually like to amp up the budget to where they could get more talent in there. But yeah, you don't want to make it crowded. Exactly. And um, and I imagine that the, 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 the director's price is not going to go up too much, considering this is his only directorial date, his only directorial uh, effort, which is a good one. But if he goes to 20th Century Fox and starts making demands, they're going to kick his ass to the curb because they're going to look at him like, look, you did good, but don't get cocky. You know what I mean? 
So, uh, and, and it's fucked up to say that, but I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. In any case, um, so they're going to keep it roughly around between 50 to $60 million because uh, it's roughly worldwide, it's almost at $500 million. It's the highest grossing R-rated movie of all time. Crazy. You know what I mean? Uh, it just, uh, uh, I think uh, it's like a little bit behind Fifty Shades of Grey as far as uh, highest gross. Oh, I think it beat it out. I'm not sure. I got to look at the numbers. Yeah, yeah, that movie deserves nothing it got. It was terrible, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, but, um, um, you know, what, uh, so what do you expect from, like, a Deadpool sequel since, you know, we, we can't, uh, get him in any other movies and you said that the budget is going to be about the same. What do you think will, uh, come out of it? Well, um, I mean, for those who've seen the movie, we already know that they're going to introduce the character of Cable. Um, it's all about getting the right uh, the, the right actor to play that role. And um, what Cable's role is going to be in the movie, uh, that's a little hard to say right now. I mean, he could possibly be... Um, I mean, because... Uh, well, let me ask you a question real quick. Um, the character Cable, like, what do you know about him as far as, like, a character? Is he a good guy? Is he an anti-hero? Is he, like, Deadpool in a way? Or... You know, or is he? I mean, because I know he's not a villain, but I'm I'm not. Yeah. But well, a little like a little backstory. He's like the son of uh Cyclops, and like Jean oh, okay. Grey's clone, or something like that. It's crazy. It's it's weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Eh, he, well, yeah. the oh, okay. So all right. So lead, like so coming off that um yeah I I I read that you know the character's obviously from the future I believe yeah. And he, um, the, so they're gonna have to introduce the whole time traveling aspects. And, 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 and the dope thing about it, like his, he has a mission to like kill Apocalypse. And as you wow. know, that the new X Men movie is Apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I imagine that they would use that to its advantage. Like I will use that whole storyline, and Deadpool might reference that. Like, yo, uh, uh, weren't you supposed to kill Apocalypse? Oh, wait a minute. I think Brian Singer already took care of that. Never mind. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, I mean, obviously the movie hasn't come out yet, so we don't yeah, know yeah. if that if they actually did that. But I can imagine that the writers are going to wait for Apocalypse to come out and see the outcome of that movie and then uh, work in an end joke to how that movie ends. You know what I'm saying? Um Cause that's what Rhett Reese and uh, uh the I keep forgetting the other writer's name. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I can't remember their name uh, either. I... The writers of Deadpool. That's what they did. Yeah. All, all I know is that the first guy is named Rhett Reese. Uh, the other guy, I can't for the life of me uh, remember his name. But uh, they were talking about. They did a podcast with uh, ETC News and what could they, what could possibly. Uh, result in the sequel and how <laughs> and uh, I remember one of them asked would they actually cast a female in the part because you know he that, that was another thing I liked about the movie was the uh, end credit scene when um, he uh, <laughs> how he um, oh man how he talked about how they were gonna uh, you know he always oh it could be anybody it could be uh I forget the names he mentioned, but the one that stands out is Kira Knightley. He goes, oh, Kira Knightley could do it. You know, she's got range. Uh, <laughs> I thought that was, um, I thought that was really funny. And, um, you know, and they asked him, would they actually cast a female? And the only thing they said was, uh, you know, anything could happen. You know what I mean? Um, I imagine they're not going to go that route. Otherwise, you know, you know, fanboys are going to, you know, mm, oh, this is not like that, you know, and with them sticking so close to, what actually makes Deadpool work, they're not going to go the female route. So they're going to stick to what Cable is and uh, that whole aspect. Mm. Um, but, um, yeah, man, it's fine. Anything else about a sequel? Uh, um, I, I don't know. Uh, 
uh, once again, it's, it's kind of like what they said. I mean, anything could happen because we didn't, we never w- would have imagined that this movie would have ever gotten made. So now it's just like, well, Dag, how do we, how do we go beyond this? You know, and you know, you keep it around the same budget because obviously they won't be able to afford any really big names. Well, like I read recently that, uh, and 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 this is, um, th- this has relevance to what I'm talking about. But I recently read that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. To hire him to be in your movie, you have to pay him twenty million dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's his action price. If you ain't got that, you're not getting him. So you can't make a five million dollar movie and expect Leonardo DiCaprio to pop up in your shit. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> now, you know what I mean, can't shoot no indie film with DiCaprio. Are you nuts? You know, and this is a nigga who doesn't have an Oscar yet. You know. He could take a pay cut, but he chooses not to. You know, he feels like, no, this is my price. Either, either, either take it or leave it. You know what I mean? Right. Oh, um, but uh, bringing the relevance to that to the forefront, um, as far as actors who they can afford, um, um, I would personally, I would go with Stephen Lang. To, to to play uh uh uh, uh cable who Stephen Lang is that that's not the guy from Avatar is it yes it is oh I hate that yeah. nigga why I, I hate his in... character in Avatar there we go why he was why he was, he was a dickhead nigga what is, your, what is your beef with the movie Avatar no nigga I hated the the character he played he was a dickhead. He was supposed to be though. Yeah, I know. Ugh, fuck it. I was getting into the world. You fucking clown. Ah, uh, the the world. He was a clown in the. He he was he was a dickhead in the in the world that they was. Okay. That's what I'm saying, Stevie. I'm agreeing with the movie. He played a good role. Oh, uh, all right. Well. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I think your ass. Nah, cause you cause you quit the shit on my movie. But anyway, uh, uh. Yeah, I think I don't know, and and I uh, and I saw in another video on uh, IGN that uh, what you call it that um that the one person threw out uh Ron Perlman yeah um and uh, one person threw out Kevin Nash at some point, man, I don't really care for looks, man. I I, I just want a good ass actor. Like me, me too. I'm I'm totally with you on that one, G. You know, like I remember in in I remember once upon a time when before Thor came out, everybody was saying, "Oh, Triple H." <laughs> and I'm like, why? Because he has long hair and walks around with a hammer. Get the hell out of here! This is stupid. Yeah, I know. You know what I mean? And everybody was up in arms. Oh, they should get uh. Kevin Sorbo, the guy who's Hercules in the '90s show, the play like Sorbo. 90 years old, nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so, in, in any case, uh, I don't give a shit about looks either. Well, like, if the guy, if if the, if the guy can deliver a good performance, then I believe, I believe so. And I believe Steve Lang not only has the looks, but he has the acting chops to back, uh, to on top of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I had to, I don't know, think of another actor. Uh, ooh, wow, um, I couldn't think. Uh, and, and and I'm only, and I'm and I could toss out a no. I could toss out a number of names, but I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, I want to try to think of a name that they would be able to afford that won't like destroy the budget because at the end of the day they don't want to spend like, you know, because they only going to be given like close to sixty million dollars. They're not gonna be looking to spend thirty million on one motherfucker, like you know what I mean? Word. Like, <laughs> so I imagine they're probably gonna keep. They're gonna probably uh, aim really low, and it's probably gonna be someone we ain't seen in a long time. You're gonna be like, oh shit, this nigga? Like, I, I imagine that that's that, yeah. And who this nigga is gonna be, we don't know. But I guarantee you, they're gonna go for that oh shit factor. Oh shit, they cast. This motherfucker, like you know what I mean. Right. So, um, um, but yeah, uh, uh, as far as uh, and story-wise, um, with character be with, with Cable being introduced, uh, I imagine they're probably gonna have either Deadpool going to the future, or they're gonna keep it in the present time with Cable uh, coming from the past or something like that. I, I'm not sure, 
Um, but yeah, that's what I believe could happen with a sequel. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what? Um, how do you think like these other comic book movies coming out this year will fare up against Deadpool? Because Deadpool set the bar. Like I was like Deadpool coming out in February. That's stupid. Like you know the height of the movie season is you know is is what what late spring and summer right? Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, oh, Deadpool coming out in February, and I was like, well, maybe it'll it'll run the month of February, but once Batman v Superman come out, you know, it's not going to so, do much. But then mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Deadpool really set the bar for all these other yeah. movies this summer. I mean, this year. How do you think it? Um, the other movies will fare up against it? You know what? It's funny that it's funny that you mentioned that because they did an absolutely brilliant thing releasing it in February because the whole love story aspect. And tying it into uh, Valentine's Day, uh, and and the fact that nothing else came out in February but that that people want to go see it was <laughs> genius. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody yeah. wants to go see Race, Jesse Owens biopic. Nobody wanted to go see The Witch. Nobody wanted to go see uh, Zoolander two. Like, <laughs> nah, I wanted to see Zoolander two. Bro, I might get, I might, I might, I might watch it on. Uh, you, 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 you're a minority, something. my nigga. Ain't nobody gonna see that shit. I, I saw the numbers. That movie came in at like number five. But anyway, uh, in any case, uh, I felt that, um, like, cause a, a lot of uh, like highly anticipated, like weighted R movies are aiming for February. Cause I'll give you an example. Like Kingsman: The Secret Service came out last year in February. Dope. Did rather well, and it was an awesome fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but on the flip side, you got a piece of shit like Fifty Shades of Grey, which also came out of February, and it also fed off that whole Valentine's Day crowd, you know. Yeah. Um, uh, but how other, but being that it raised the bar so high, I feel like it raised the bar as far as what studios will be will not be afraid to do now as far as content the like uh uh um but as far as like how it'll fare up against like other superhero films um it's not gonna hinder a whole lot of other superhero films it's just gonna make other studios rethink their strategy you know and not be so reluctant to water down their movies um batman v superman uh it's gonna it's gonna make big bank at the box office it has to at least make 600 yeah. and for them to consider it a success because man is still made 600 million about 621 to be exact so it has to make more than that deadpool had nothing uh deadpool could have like seriously deadpool could have made 60 million it would have been considered a success you know and that's actual factual you know what i mean uh-huh. if you would have just made made back its budget um plus maybe uh plus maybe you figure like if the movie would have made about 60 or 80 million and that was it we're talking worldwide not even like domestic yeah would have been considered a success because that would have proved to 20th century fox that people wanted to go people was people would have been willing to go see it you know what i mean um i i read that they spent more it, money marketing than on the making the actual movie yeah yeah i, I believe so too um uh, but the marketing the promotion the publicity was absolute genius and and you see like the other movies one thing i keep you know keep telling you and telling you and telling you and telling you you know and, and i think you agree also is i i hate all these fucking trailers and teasers for trailers it makes yeah, no sense yeah yeah, because it's like you feel like you didn't seen the whole movie already. Yeah. Whereas Deadpool uh, was giving you like a an they, art. They, they of, really of, kept of, showing the same and, thing over and over again. Just well, yeah, yeah, they were saving a lot of good shit for the movie. Which some of these trailers, they just feel like we need to give them a reason to see Batman versus Superman. I'm like, bruh, the movie's called Batman versus Superman. That's it. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you need to fucking show me Doomsday in the trailer. You don't need to show me um, all this other extra nonsense with uh, Jesse Eisenberg, you know, Bruce Wayne meets Clark Kent. Ah, I love it. Like, you know what I mean? All that extraness. You don't need to convince me to see this shit. I'm going to see it. That's like 
you know, uh, Civil War pushing out all these fucking uh, TV spots. And well, then again, the um, I imagine that they, the the publicity is going to get in the full effect right at the like right in the middle of April to get people mm-hmm. excited for that movie. But mm-hmm. I don't think they're gonna give us another full length trailer. Maybe they will because that's how just that's just how studios work. But you don't. But what studios need to realize is you don't need to convince people to see uh, a movie like Civil War or Batman v Superman. You I know, think I think the, one movie that they needed to well, me myself personally, that they needed to convince me to go see was the new Ninja Turtles movie. Because as you know, I know you liked it, but I hated that other one, right? You know what? You know what? I'll agree with you on that because but I realized I'm in the minority. I'm in the minority who actually enjoyed the first Ninja Turtles movie. Yeah. Um. So with the with them pumping out that trailer, uh, they if they decide to release more trailers, then that would be understandable because whereas because um, the first movie was so, uh, more people hated it than more people liked it. You know what I mean? So, but the movie was a success, which is why the sequel got made. But they need to give people a reason to fucking want to spend their money again, because otherwise the movie's going to flop on its face, even if it is good. You know what I mean? So, um, them pumping out sequels for that left and right, if they decide to do that, then I actually wouldn't be surprised. Um, Because, like, I mean, you ain't got to convince me, but people like you and, like... Uh, all the other people who didn't like the first one, you would have to convince them. In that first trailer, even though I liked the, uh, even though I liked the first movie, I acknowledge that it wasn't perfect, but I liked it. That second, that second trailer was so awesome. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like we we, so, uh, we was watching the Super Bowl, and then they showed the trailer and everything. We was like, okay, 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 and then they showed Crane. When they get like, yo, everybody got hyped. <laughs> it was yo it was just like bro you didn't need to convince me more and then they showed Krang with the big android robot and I'm just like bro this movie is gonna be it's almost like they it, it, it's almost like they're, they're listening to the fans going back to what I said about Deadpool yeah. they listened to the fans they gave us what we wanted in a Deadpool movie that we wanted to see you know mm-hmm. and now you got this Ninja Turtles movie coming out and it's like they fucking listened. Yo, there was give us Bebop and Rocksteady. They gave us fucking Bebop and Rocksteady, and it looks spectacular. But it was once like, again, the movie. What, what I yet, hate so about I, the what I hate about the first one, it was like you know how they had their movie in place and all that, and then all the fans was like, um, you know, all the fans were shitting on it, shitting on it, shitting on it from all the knowledge, from all the stuff that they was you know leaking out about it and everything. How they supposed to be aliens and yeah. Colonel Schrader and all that bullshit. <laughs> Yeah. And then so when we was like, okay, listen to the then they was like, okay, we're gonna listen to the fans. We're gonna give you Shredder, you know, or, or, or whatnot or whatever. But I think they already had so much in place with a movie to and forward going forward, you know what I mean? They couldn't change but so much and it in my opinion it was whack. And so when the second time around came, they said, like, Okay, we're just gonna go out the gate running, you know, hitting our head first, you know what I mean? And... Well, well. See, at the end of the day, that was ultimately uh, Jonathan Liebesman, the director. That was ultimately his decision to make these changes, as opposed to David Green, who they hired, who did Earth to Echo. He, you know, whatever fans, if fans had any, you know, reservations about the sequel, he goes, "Listen, I'm gonna give them what they want, but." And, I, and 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 you know you know what I think you know what else I think happened I think Jonathan Liebesman let Michael Bay take a lot of creative creative control because I mean yeah he's the producer but at the end of the day the director is the boss and a lot of directors you know don't seem to know that you know what I mean um, like I'll give you an example um, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, what you call it? Uh, uh, After Earth. All right. The movie was directed by M Night Shyamalan, but I'm not gonna lie to you. And I love and respect Will Smith. I honestly believe Will Smith took over a lot of that movie because the movie was so like. Cause I don't think you could. I don't think any director could direct Will Smith to act the way he acted. 
You know what I mean? I believe Will Smith said, listen, I'm going to do it like this because I'm Will Smith. You know what I mean? You know, or um, or uh, I'll give you a better example uh, with Christopher Nolan directing, uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Zack Snyder directed Man of Steel. Um, even though that was clearly Zack Snyder's movie, I felt like he took too much advice from Christopher Nolan. You know, whereas now Christopher yeah. Nolan not attached to the project and he has more creative freedom, I feel like he can honestly he can do more what he wanted. Whereas Christopher Nolan was kind of like over his shoulder, it was like, and Christopher Nolan having these critically acclaimed Batman movies, well, the first two at least. Um, and, and I I enjoyed Dark Knight Rises, but I'll respect I respect why people didn't like the third one, but that's a another discussion for another time. But in in any case, I felt like he took a lot of cliff notes from Nolan and thus we got Man of Steel and what we got um, but I felt like with him not breathing over his neck you know but then having to stay true to the guidelines they decided you know what we're gonna um, because originally and I don't know if you noticed or not but they wanted to release a sequel to Man of Steel the very next year which was impossible yeah were, yeah yeah that was, that was... I, it was so hard with um we're trying to compete with uh, Marvel, and uh, this was actually Christopher Nolan trying to get them to hurry up, if that makes any sense, and catch up with Marvel, which is stupid. And Warner Brothers was like, "Dude, we can't you know, release this movie." And he was like, "Well, we can't like pump this out this quick." Nolan was like, "Well, you can either do it like this, or I'm a walk." And he was just like, and then Warner Brothers was like, mm, "Bye, Felicia." <laughs> you know what I mean, so <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, so uh, that's uh, and I believe that's the reason why he's not attached to the project no more, as far as director. But one of the produ- one of his producing partners, um, Charles Roven, who produced the Dark Knight trilogy, is staying on as um, the uh, producer, and he's slowly becoming the Kevin Feige of the DC universe. Because not not only is he producing Batman v Superman, oh, yeah, yeah, but he's right. also producing uh, he's also producing uh, Suicide Squad. He's producing Wonder Woman, and he's producing uh, the the Justice League movie that's filming right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, so he's slowly becoming that guy that people are starting to come towards, and and like he's being the he's being that producer guy, like Kevin Feige over at Marvel. But in any case, um. With 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 all these superhero movies coming out, uh, Deadpool really showed that you can do a superhero movie on a really small budget with not that many people who notice. Like Gina Carano, please. She said about how many words throughout this entire movie? Maybe <laughs> ten. She probably had about she probably had about maybe five sentences throughout this entire movie. Was that Jose, her, was that Jose Canseco's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fucking the MMA chick who is not Ronda Rousey, who can't act. She makes Ronda Rousey look like Meryl Streep, dude. She cannot act <laughs> the shit. You know, and Ronda Rousey, you know, is a decent actress. She's not a great one, but she's not a horrible one. Ron, uh, uh, Gina Carano is a horrible actress, you know, but she looks badass, which is why she got cast. But they said, listen, don't talk. We're gonna give you lines, you know, because she she would have she wouldn't have did it if she ain't had no lines. So they yeah. said, "All right, listen, we'll give you this. I right, say this, like almost whisper it, but don't say shit because your voice, you sound like a fucking robot. Like you, you look awesome, but you you can't act. Look badass for me. Do that. Yeah, you know what I mean. In any yeah. case, uh, so and then you got the and then you have the <laughs> the villain." Is the guy who was recently in the Transporter remake? Do you remember that shit, Kwame? I watch it, yo. Nobody does. Yeah, it's neither did the rest of the world, which is why it flopped. Anyway, <laughs> um, so everybody they got was um really cheap. You know, it was on the cheap. They got this twenty-year-old chick who is not even of legal age to drink yet to play this this chick who can explode. Her power is she can explode, and it sounds so stupid on paper, but it was executed freaking awesome. You know what I mean? 
<laughs> you know, and oh, we're gonna throw Colossus in it. People recognize him. The other actor played him in the X Men movies, but we're gonna have him nothing but CGI. He will not turn back to human. Why? Because we don't have enough money to hire an actor that big with a Russian accent. We're gonna get a voiceover actor who can do a Russian accent, but we're gonna get a really big dude like how Kevin Nash was fucking Super Shredder. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, nobody knows yeah. that. Nobody noticed that shit until after the fact. Oh, yeah, but... Um, but they just the big human being. So, you know. Yeah, man, so we about to uh, wrap it up. When is the uh, when is the Oscars? The Oscars are this Sunday. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, you know, we will be watching that, and we, we can come back and do a, a recap of that right there, too. Oh, yeah, man, I got my I got my my predictions of who I believe is gonna win. Yeah, you um, go, you gonna uh post that on the website, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. You might want to plug that real quick for people oh, who yeah, don't know, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so make sure y'all go to barbershopmentality.com. You check out our blogs. Uh, we got movies, music, sports mainly. You know, but we got we talk about I don't know females that want to vent. You know. Throughout their day, <laughs> yeah, we got everything, man. What you need, we got it. You know what I mean. But uh, also, join the Facebook group. Everybody's going down in there. People getting in their feelings. You know, you come in there. You got to come in there with facts. You got to back yourself up. You know, have an opinion, but you got to back it up with facts. You feel me? The Facebook group. You go to Facebook and you search Barbershop Mentality. Um, also follow us on Twitter. The Shop underscore twenty eleven. Um. Steve, go ahead and plug yourself. What's your what's your uh what's your Instagram and, and Twitter? Alright, uh, um yeah, y'all can follow me on Instagram. Um my um I'm I'm just Stevie D um on Instagram and um Twitter. My Twitter is uh Stevie D Clark on Twitter. So um yeah, that's me and uh if y'all wanna find me on Facebook, I'm Steven D Clark on Facebook. You know, so y'all could check me out and um, you know, send me a request, you know. Oh yeah, what's and, the um, what's the uh movie called again? So everybody can keep it. Oh yeah, that's there. right. Uh and my new film that I'm shooting now, um is uh eleven PM drop off. We're getting ready to uh pump that out um pretty soon. Hopefully it'll be hopefully it'll be shot and ready for everyone to see by the end of the spring, like beginning of the summer. So um, everybody look forward to that, man. Um, I can't wait to do it, man. Uh, I love the role that I was cast in. Uh, um, let's just say that my, my character, he's uh, very complex. He um, is a good-hearted soul who was raised really wrong, you know, but he is a good person on the inside, but he's thrust into doing some things he's not really proud of. So um, that's all I. That's all I'm allowed to say because... Um, the director is explicit on me giving out, you know, details like that. But everybody just look forward to that. It's going to be a blast. I can't wait. Word, word, word. So, yeah, thanks again for tuning in to the Barbershop Mentality Podcast. As always, I'm Old Damn Dell. And appreciate you, Stevie DVD, for coming through and whatever. Okay, and thanks for having me. Word. So, peace out. Keep it locked.